0: Hi there and welcome back to this week's podcast. I was really hoping to create a longer show for you this week, but I've got a packed schedule with keynotes and designing some digital content packages for Sporting Edge's clients. So I've got a shorter episode for you, which I hope will keep your mind fired up. This week, we lost a sporting game changer, Dick Fosbury, who revolutionized the way athletes approach the high jump for good. Can you imagine him growing up watching his peers all jumping forward or hurdle the bar? And then one day he had a bright spark of an idea that thought, "Mm, let me try jumping backwards. First of all, he must have failed hundreds of times and people would have thought he was mad. But he had the passion and the perseverance to find a body position that worked. And then even when he cracked it, imagine the ridicule from his peers. Like any pioneer, he would have been laughed at until his rivals saw his success and then they copied him and they have done ever since. He won gold in the 1968 Olympics and became not only one of the most influential athletes in history, but also provides a great analogy for the vision, courage and tenacity we need to succeed in any walk of life. I'm working with lots of corporate clients at the moment that are trying to change something. It's either their products or their operating model, and it's riddled with complexity and ambiguity. So this week I've picked one of the video challenges that I send out each Monday to the execs and entrepreneurs in our Sporting Edge members platform. This is one from a few weeks ago, and I hope it gives you a nudge forward if you're trying to kick off a new idea or a change initiative. We seem to be surrounded by brilliant ideas that rapidly became billion-dollar businesses. We imagine that somebody was sitting in a dark room and had this eureka moment, and then just built on it with a great team until this shiny app or tech solution was delivered, the one that we see today. But this kind of thinking builds frustration and procrastination when our own ideas don't take off straight away. And if it was that easy, surely everyone would be doing it. I caught up with globally respected innovation expert, Tendai Vicky, to find out what really goes on behind the scenes of some of these unicorn businesses. And his answer might just give us the hope that we need.
1: So that's interesting, right? Because that's the number one question that I always get from leaders, which is, how do I get a 10X idea? And they're always complaining that their teams can't come up with great ideas. And here's the shocking philosophy of all this, right, is that there's no way that any person can spot a winning idea the first time they see it. It's impossible. And there's two uh, pieces of study that show that this is is the case. Really great book by Jessica Livingston, tracking the success of all the wonderful startups that we've seen blow up in the world, um, you know, over the last 10, 20 years, really great book. It's called Founders at Work by Jessica Livingston, something that everybody wants to read. And what she discovered was that every single one of these companies, Hotmail, Lycos, PayPal, uh, YouTube, all of these companies that became big companies succeeded as something other than what they thought they would be doing when they started. So it is in the path of failing at your original idea that you then find the right idea. Right? And so this ability to be flexible, and that's why a lot of venture capitalists will tell you that what they care about more than anything else is not the idea, but the team. Because what they care about the team is the team's ability to be disciplined around the innovation process rather than being wedded to a specific idea. And so that's what investors are actually looking for, that flexibility, that ability to learn from the market and, and then deliver value to that, to, that, to, that, to that market. So that's one set of studies there, right? Most startups become successful as something other than what they thought when they first started. The second one is data from venture capital investments. Um, and, and what that shows is that a lot of venture capitalists work on what they call the one third rule, which is a third of their investments will fail a third of the investments will be mediocre. They'll bring only back the money maybe they invested. And only a third will be runaway successes. And this is Fred Wilson's philosophy. Now that's interesting, right? Because unlike you and me, Jeremy, a venture capitalist job, that's what they do for a living, is to pick winners. Because if they can't, their whole business fails. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, they're getting pitched ideas every single day. They see ideas every single day, and they'll tell you, in our business model, we can't pick the winners. Maybe we can spot a trend, maybe we can spot changes happening in the world, but to say, this is the idea that's gonna win, we have to make multiple small bets and then double down investment on those teams that are showing traction, right? And so the, the message out there in the world is get, get started. And then it's in navigating after you've kind of started that you start to find where the opportunity actually sits.
0: I found this incredibly inspirational to hear. Firstly, some of the world's biggest brands actually started as something completely different. Nokia sold paper, Colgate sold soap, Coca-Cola was a medicine, and those post-it notes were originally seen as a failure because the glue wasn't strong enough. Then secondly, even the people who are supposed to be able to pick the next big idea can't always see it. So it doesn't just relate to these billion-dollar businesses. This principle can apply to how we think about starting our next new hobby or developing a new product or system within our own businesses. Failure and iteration will always be part of our eventual success. So what really matters for us to think about is, are we going to start? Are we going to share our ideas courageously, knowing that they'll get adapted and refined as they progress and collide with other people's ideas? Our pristine ideas need to get kicked around by our team and our customers before they can once again get refined and become that perfect use case that we all dream of. So this week's challenge is to take the first step with your great idea, to test it with your teammates or your clients. It's only then when we're prepared to let things get messy that they'll eventually reach their full potential. Good luck. So there we go. That's a timeless message from Tendai Vickies to challenge the status quo, to get cracking with your new idea. And as we progress, take loads of feedback from the people around us to flounder forwards and stumble our way to success. That's the key to all of these high performing organisations and ideas. If you'd like to hear more of Tendai's ideas about driving innovation, then listen to the mastermind episode in episode 56 of the show. And if I can help in any way with a keynote, a leadership away day, or some digital insights to drive innovation in your business meetings, then just drop me a note through to hello at sportingedge.com. Have a great week and I'll see you soon.